0: You know what? You're right. We got
1: this. Welcome to We Got This with Mark and Hal, the podcast that settles the debates nobody else will touch. Is this a debate nobody else will touch or is this a
0: debate nobody else has had? Correct. I feel like, yeah. You know why? This was written on my fridge. I have a big dry erase board on my fridge. And at Uh some point, I don't know when, I wrote stickers versus magnets. I think it was I was trying to figure out how to put things on my fridge, and it was a fridge-specific thought that I was having. But then uh, I texted you the other day, and we were looking for a topic, and I said I looked at my fridge and I thought, "What about stickers versus magnets?" And you said, "Great." And then I went, "How are we going to talk about this?"
1: Yeah. And what did I say?
0: Let's just talk about it. You said the thing that you always say when I say I want a structure, You're like let's just freewheel, man. Yeah. Yeah, you're the Tommy Chong of this operation.
1: Well, look, these are two very popular ways of attaching things to other things. Yeah. But then as I started looking into it and thinking about it, mm-hmm. they really expand out. They have
0: both of these things have changed history
1: in very many ways. Yes. And both things occur in nature in some way. There's magnetism yeah. in nature. And also there are natural things that stick onto other things. Sure. Via SAP. Yeah. For as long as humanity mm-hmm. has made tools or settled places or tried to build structures, they've required a way to attach things to other things. Sometimes that's with a lash or a cord, but a lot of times it's making something that will make things stick to one another.
0: Well, I'm not, we're not talking about like sticky tape. I'm talking stickers specifically where the sticker itself is the end product. And that it turns out goes back to ancient Egypt Oh, really? Yeah, it goes back to ancient Egypt and specifically to labels. Merchants in ancient Egypt would put some sort of glue on the back of a piece of papyrus and they would smack a label on whatever it was they were doing. I assume that every once in a while that label was in starburst form and said in Egyptian, "sale," <laughs> So that they could get people to their place. Or going out of
1: business. You know, I, I know I said it wouldn't do research, but I actually did know that. I did know mm-hmm. it came from ancient Egypt. And it was actually... First, created by a shaman who was posting religious strictures up on the wall. And his name was Brother P Touch. And he created a labeling system that you could just print out. And it was digital. You would just pull the trigger, it would pop out. Then you could press another button to cut it. And then you would put it up on the wall and say, Hey, here are the jars where we're going to put your organs later on. This one's brains. I don't want to do a podcast with you anymore. Too late. You signed a contract. (laughs) With the are devil.
0: You, are you a label person? Are you a, because look, we can't talk about stickers without talking about labels. That was how they yeah. originally began. That was their first function. And I am a label guy. I love labels. If it were societally acceptable to put labels on my shelves for bowls, spoon, fork, plate, I yeah. would do it. My everything would look like a props table. <laughs> I would I delineate I'm, with tape going around. What do you think? I want to be a labeler.
1: Yeah. I'm not great at it. I Digital want to
0: or blue embossed, gunk, gunk, gunk,
1: label maker. You remember those? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I love those because you had to turn the wheel to get each. Yeah. It was like, how can I take the process of making a label and make it take so long that I'll get better at handwriting? I think that's yeah. what that was for. It like, oh, you think you like the mechanical age? No. Now try it. Try to write encyclopedias.
0: Yeah, just write this. it on a piece of – just encyclo. you know what? Screw it. Books.
1: hmm Yeah. You're yeah,
0: getting one exactly. label for the whole section.
1: We had a digital – I've had those digital label makers before. I know I've had more than one. Mm-hmm. And you would use them a couple times. The problem was the adhesive wasn't particularly strong. So it would pop off. In fact, I can tell you the last time I used them, when it was when I took my – Massive DVD collection, took mm-hmm. everything out of the cases and put them into binders, spent weeks organizing them by genre and then within the genre alphabetically. And wow. the whole process of transferring them and like cutting, you know, some of them are are the snap cases. You created like a, a howl I created a Halbuster and that process took a very long time. And then I made mm. labels that went on the spines denoting what it was and maybe even the part of the alphabet that it was. And those fell off within like, five wait, to 10 spines days. of the DVD books? Yes. These huge spines. I would How put, many DVD, I would DVD books did you cup. have? How many DVDs? I still did have you them. Own? Um, titles, uh, would probably be like a thousand to 1200 titles. Wow. So that would include like the entirety of Friends, Mm -hmm. the first five seasons of Cheers, just all these things I had amassed. Some of them were double DVD sets and you still, and you maintained
0: keeping them even after the big digital transfer to, or the big transfer from removable physical media to Mm -hmm. streaming.
1: Yes. Yes. That is true. Yeah. I did keep them. I still have them. They're sitting in my coat closet right now because I have no yes. place to store them and I don't want them sitting out and I don't have a DVD player to play them in anymore.
0: <laughs> we got to get you a DVD
1: player. Either that or I've got to get rid of these discs. Yeah.
0: I got rid of all of my discs. I kept a few like sentimental ones, you know, shows I had been in or and mm-hmm. CDs as well, albums of shows that friends of mine had done or uh, my friends bands. But yeah. other than that, I just took everything to work with me one day and I just left it to the wolves in the character break room at Universal Studios. And I was just like, by and by the end of the day, almost everything was gone. So you saw Jake
1: and Elwood Blues walking around with an oh, American yeah. Pie 2 DVD? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. watch later. Yeah. Oh look, uh Fivel got Dunstan checks
0: in. <laughs> <laughs> I love labels, but the I'm stickers, a label guy.
1: Do they fail you though? Those in particular, at least that version, that You have machine. the
0: heat one that was a heat based one, right? You would type it in on the little like calculator And then thing. it prints out. It goes. It out. Yeah. Yeah. I but find myself. It doesn't stick. I guess I don't expect the stickers to be permanent. Good. I don't expect, I don't expect these labels to be permanent labels. How long do you expect them to last? Until someone comes
1: through and goes, you've gone overboard. So you expect to be stopped because you have a problem, not because the stickers have failed you. Exactly.
0: I have failed as a person for choosing to use so many stickers. And I always find that I overlabel things upon purchase of a label maker Mm -hmm. is, you know, if you have a hammer, everything's a nail Uh, upon purchase. I would label everything now. I'm less uh, stickler about it. And uh, in fact, I think that the spices in my cabinet are labeled. We may have talked about this on the show before. The spices in my cabinet are labeled with the stickers that I used for those were just what I had laying around, which were return address Christmas labels. Yes. Yeah. So that is what now is labeling things in my home, which is uncharacteristic of me, I realize. But, you know, (laughs) I do what I got to do. I have to be able to tell the difference between the paprika and the
1: Chipotle. Of course. Yes, that is crucial. You get it. When you were at the height of label mania. Yeah. What is the weirdest thing you labeled?
0: At one point I labeled everything in my mom's house. Like this was in high school. Yeah. Right. On the collar. I don't remember specifically a thing that I labeled. I just remembered. It was the, all of the minutia of life. I was labeling everything. Nickel. Yeah. Each individual nickel. Yeah.
1: (laughs) No nail clippings.
0: (laughs) But now, but stickers have not just been used for labels. I would like to point out another version of the sticker mm-hmm. that I would argue has really, at least in our country, made a big difference. And that is stamps. Because that's a sticker. A stamp is a sticker. It's mm. just... Well, now they are, but you have
1: to lick them sometimes. Those well, you had stickers. to apply—you
0: had to apply the glue to the back of a piece of papyrus for it to be a sticker back in the old days. Yeah, but it they wasn't weren't until licking Avery. a poster to stick it on the wall. What you have? Hold on a second. You have entirely adhesive-backed posters?
1: No, but a stamp. What do you buy tape? No, I use command strips, and I don't have to lick them to get them to stick to the wall. It's not missing anything. I mean, I I'm get saying that, that there's glue on it. To me, I'm a saying stamp any is sticker different. that the modern stamp now you peel and that stick. is a sticker. That was, is any a sticker st- but any sticker before any Am sticker I too before, old? It, yeah, you yeah. have to lick that thing, and I don't want it. How how have we gotten over having to lick a stamp, but we haven't figured out how to do the same thing outside of like with envelopes outside of paper source where you get the little butterfly or, yeah uh not butterfly the uh, the dragonfly the uh sticker the hummingbird to steal hummingbird yeah, yeah. the hummingbird he the use papyrus. It to steal it. yeah papyrus that's right yes yeah. um See, i have I the, the,
0: the the envelopes that i use are stickers you just peel the little thing off yeah i guess some of them i think have it's that. cheaper not it's the cards the, the gummy uh the what is the, there's a name for it I that escapes me now because i didn't open all my research uh screens Good. that i would normally Good. no research open up. hang on a second let me find nope. this no no don't I'm research it somewhere don't look at it it's not um, anywhere no but like but stamps have stamps and the creation in 1839 Of the gummy back, the lickable, stickable gummy back for the stamp Mm -hmm. changed the game for a lot of things. It drastically increased uh, mail and communication, and I don't think that that's necessarily a thing to discount.
1: No, no, not at all. I'm not arguing against stickers. I'm arguing against those heat-printed labels because they suck. No, that's fair. And I'm questioning something that you have to lick as being a sticker because, like, you know, if you're a kid, And Mm -hmm. your kindergarten teacher comes over with a a little bunch of grapes and it says grape job and then gives it to you and says, here, lick this and then stick it on your shirt. You haven't really gotten anything except a job. You got Tom
0: Sawyer. It's funny that you mentioned those specific stickers because those specific stickers that came out in the 1960s, the scratch and sniff stickers, grape job, et cetera, that were given out in schools. That really started the boom of stickers being given out to kids. Sure. And it's, it gave kids that initial love of stickers. I know I loved stickers as a kid. Uh, and then tops in the 1960s and seventies released, they had a, a line of, uh, what looked like product labels because until then also stickers had, thanks to again, going back to a little bit of, uh, the history on it. Lithographs created the ability for full color advertising mm-hmm. and gluing, adding glue to the back of a piece of paper, technically creating a sticker sure. was how a lot of things starting in the mid 19th century got advertised. And in the 1960s, Topps introduced what looked like label advertisements yes. that were just pun or dirty versions, almost like mad magazine versions. Of called things. what was, th- what
1: was the name of them? Do They're you remember? They're called you know- wacky something. I do remember. Yes how much i liked them i had i think the second set i had the book for it and it was given to me while i was sick so i have yeah. a very strong memory of it because it's very very much of like the late 60s and 70s in terms of oh yeah the visual imagery of it but also i remember being incredibly nauseated while i was completing it because i was sick yeah so i have this like back and forth of it's a great memory and it is Things like that are time capsules, as are the Garbage Pail Kids, another famous sticker set. That yeah, are, that also were from – uh, Tops. Yes, there was like the next generation even bigger. What What happened with the – whatever they were called, like wacky labels or something – they, they were called
0: book. I have it right here wacky
1: wacky packs wacky packs thank you
0: wacky w- packs or wacky with, packages including with wacky packages yes including things like moron salt instead of morton salt yes campy soup instead of campbell soup uh cracked jerk instead of cracker jacks all with mm-hmm. the uh the
1: style of those original advertisements and you could get a book where there was a place for each sticker and you would place mm-hmm. them in and it would it would complete the imagery Yeah. Even more. So even that was a step up over. There's like an interactive, interactive piece to that. But more so, I think when you're a kid, the first time you get introduced to it is a sticker is a reward. Yeah. So you get this sticker for doing a grape job. Yeah.
0: You know what, Hal? I think you deserve a sticker for doing a grape job. Thank you. All the time.
1: I think you're a very good co-host.
0: Here's a strawberry sticker. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. This is nice. It smells like a strawberry. When I was a kid, I was obsessed yeah. with garbage pail kids. I Me had too. as many garbage pail stickers as I could because I wanted to make the poster. You know, you get the thing and you want to make the poster. Mm-hmm. You get all the garbage pail stickers. And I was, I did not keep them as cards. I peeled those stickers off. Uh-huh. And
1: did you keep them as cards? I had the first, I think, four or five sets complete. Oh, wow. In- like not an in individual, but like a that big plastic case that you put baseball cards in. Yeah, I kept them in that because you'd either do that or you would wrap rubber bands around them. Yeah, and now those are worth a decent amount of money. It's everything yeah. from childhood is, it, sure. it, because we all played with them. So, but I never, I I wanted to be able to look at them at any time, and I feel like the back had something. The back might have assembled an image as well when you had all of them, or they had a checklist. There it was uh, it, it was on
0: the on the back. Uh, they they would create one giant garbage pail kid. Right, it was basically a puzzle. Yes, I did not keep mine intact as a kid. I put them on my dresser, and by the time I had gotten my full collection of garbage pail kid stickers, my dresser looked like the bathroom at a punk club. <laughs> just completely co- or like or like the scissor bin of the stylist out of floyd's just completely covered in <laughs> yeah. stickers You
1: know
0: what i mean like where stickers are, where they're not even they're not even flat any some of them aren't even flat anymore they're just like poking off and just slapped on so quickly uh, I yeah that. oh i love it i love it
1: <laughs> do you remember the name of one garbage pill kid yeah Shorn Sean
0: Sean. Was one Sean Sean. I okay. was the grossest one I thought. And it was a kid who was shaving and he was shaving his whole face off of his head. Ugh. Yeah. They were gross. They were delightfully gross. The movie was yeah. terrible. It was very bad. It was very, very bad. They were but aliens. the Garbage we pail kids out. were great. Yeah. They came from space. I, uh, That's I had a Cabbage button. Patch kid and a collection of garbage pail kids.
1: Oh, you so see, you had the light and the dark. In I, your exactly. House. The you invited the them both in.
0: Yeah. One cannot exist without the other.
1: Kenneth darn and Adam Baum. I'll also add Messy Tessie, who was covered in sure. snot. Oh, I like Messy Tessie. Yeah. And Ronnie Reagan, the miniature Ronald Reagan. No. Oh. Anyway, all of this to say, uh, stickers those are, are iconic, I- iconic yeah. I- stickers. I think stickers are something probably appreciated more by children and also become the bane of parents mm-hmm. because the kids will put the stickers everywhere. Put them in the rug. You put them... On your wall, like, uh, you know, when we moved into our place, this had been a child's room and the child had put stickers on the wall, which is not a big deal. I don't care. Yeah. You know, when you're repainting a room, it doesn't matter, but. Did you leave this, that? You is, didn't leave the stickers up? No, I wish I had. Yeah. The one sticker that I think is great for a kid's room that I wished I'd had as a child are the glow in the dark stars and planets and stuff. Oh, things, I had those. I those are the, the
0: greatest. Yeah. I loved those because I would have my light on and it would charge them up and then I'd go to bed and it would, I'd turn it off and I had the stars. On, oh, I had the stars on the ceiling were great. What do you think of um, like the large scale stickers that go on walls? Oh, like fat, heads? fat heads? Or I've seen some that are, you know, like uh, trees that will cover the whole wall or a big leaf pattern or I guess I'm conflating stickers and decals, but what are stickers but decals?
1: I think they're cool. Mm-hmm. The problem comes as as it does With everything with adhesive Is when it loses its adhesion Yeah And here's another great example of stickers You know our TV is mounted on the wall mm-hmm. And for a long time I've wanted There's a little uh bracket You can put on the back of your television That will hold your Apple TV mm-hmm. So your Apple TV is out of sight And it's attached to the television It's like one less wire that's sort of loose And that's what we did when we had the TV installed and it came off. I had to stick it back on there. It was a sticker? It's supposed to yeah, it has it's an adhesive, but the adhesive's not supposed to lift. And it's not our home's not dusty. Mm-hmm. There isn't hair flying all over the place. It just fell off under the um, weight of the one thing it's supposed to hold. Well,
0: Hal, I'm I I'm beginning to get a sense that you are you have a broad idea of what is considered a sticker. I feel like you might be conflating double-sided tape with a sticker. Well, like, this,
1: well, like the, the like sticker, the, something like the you stick on the other side of this right?
0: sticker is something that says "Great job." On the other side of this sticker is a whole ass Apple
1: TV. Here's That's just an thing. adhesive. How often do you have to pick the sticker off of either a new glass or plate, and it's and it's you have to like go to rubbing alcohol to get it off, or an apple? or a Mm -hmm. piece of fruit where it will take some of the skin with it, like in the attempt to get it off. Yeah. I had to do that with a tomato recently. I was trying to chop a tomato up. and I The individual sticker on the fruit feels superfluous. Can't stand it. I mean, it has to be on there because that's the only way you get a barcode to accurately, for these stores to accurately track that it has been sold and to charge you money for it. Yeah.
0: I guess grandpa over here, I'm like, no, man. I go to some stores where it's like, here's the little piece of paper. You bought four apples. Here's the four-digit code for the apples. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. It was like a waste of paper and also of gummy. You're talking about an honor system that gives people way too much credit for being honest at a grocer. That's fair. I'll tell you what. Why don't we take a break? Let's Mm -hmm. not stick on this subject too long. See what I did there? Oh, when we come back, back, let's talk about magnets. How's that Let's talk about magnets. How do they work? We'll find out after this. Probably won't. This show is made possible thanks to the support of MaxFun members like you. Here's some other great shows on the MaxFun network that you might enjoy. I can't tell the future. We'll be right back. We'll be, we'll be right left. We'll be left back. Damn it. I'm leaving. Boo. Parenting. It's hard, but don't worry. You're not alone. Belly up to the low bar with one bad mother and let us remind you that fine is good enough. They want to climb on different things. And how am I supposed to keep them both from dying. (laughs) There is a right way to do this. And if I can figure out that right way, I'm going to be a good parent. So that is not a thing. So join us each week and let us tell you that you are doing a good job. You can listen to One Bad Mother on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This week on Bullseye, Tom Hanks, as you've never heard him before mad you moron thank you for the use of the turn signal way to use your blinker idiot that's bullseye from MaximumFun.org and npr
1: i'm gonna tell you one thing they don't do when you go to the airport what's that that's use stickers to see if you're hiding contraband on your person (laughs) wait they use magnets to see if you're hiding contraband yeah, it's a mag- it's a metal detector. There's
0: magnetism involved. There's magnetism involved in everything, I think. Though I do kind of love the idea that they would just walk up to you with a great big magnet, and if you had a gun or a knife or any contraband that you're not supposed to have, it would just get sucked out of your pockets and yeah. attached to their great big magnet.
1: It takes everything. Have you ever had an MRI? Yes. Oh, they're the worst. Well, I mean, they're they're medically useful. They are medically useful. I just don't like being in that tube. I had to do one in uh August. It's just like laying there, your back hurts. And then you're yeah. like – "There." as soon as they say don't move – All you want to do is move. All you want – well, and, and you're hyper aware of every single small movement that your body is making. Oh, yeah. So, like, it just feels like your fingers are kind of like just moving on their own and like, oh, did I move a little bit? Or I'm in, I kind of – and meanwhile, yeah. it just sounds like you're in a washing machine.
0: And you think if you move at all, even the tiniest fraction of a millimeter, you've ruined everything that you've gotten into this tube for.
1: You know, they should make make a version. uh, Somebody out there who's got the better video editing skills, maybe you, can do the sequence where Jeff Bridges goes into the world of Tron. But you do the sound of an MRI and it's going to be like he's traveling through a fax machine (laughs) instead of into a computer. (laughs) It's going to come out flat on a piece of paper on the other side.
0: Um, look, we have talked for a couple of minutes now about magnets and we haven't even mentioned refrigerator magnets or the reason that stickers versus magnets was a thing. That is how ubiquitous magnetism is. I would argue that the magnet, the concept of the magnet Mm -hmm. is so much more consequential in the history of the world. Even more so than the stamps that led to the stamp Act that led to the American Revolution, magnetism starting in around 1200 in the China. Stamps were,
1: those weren't the those were those weren't the sticky stamps because those didn't exist yet. Oh, that was a, that's right. Those didn't those exist are, those back are then. Dun, yeah. dunk stamps. Well, I'm, so sorry, I'm sorry. What kind of law and order stamps. Dun, dun, yeah. And the stamps I guess they, they would have been two
0: types of stamps. Was it just it was just uh like ink press stamps or there wasn't yeah. like a paper. There was a paper element to some of the old stamps back then. Maybe,
1: maybe they painted something on it. They probably didn't have a self adhesive. They probably do it now. The the self adhesive was eighteen thirty nine. Yes, that's the one that came well after our nation. That's our nation was in the process of tearing itself back apart again. Oh, gotcha. But looking at magnets, I mean, this goes back to
0: the twelfth century and the discovery in China of the poles and revolutionizing naval travel and uh guiding by the stars and the concept of magnetism is such a huge giant thing that is way beyond the scope of this show but we're gonna dive into it anyway sure and we wouldn't have anything digital if it weren't for the ones and zeros and the magnetism of that Mm -hmm. so the concept of magnetism is so much grander than the concept of stickers
1: I also like it to close a bag. I like a magnet to close a bag. This is what I want to talk
0: about. I want to talk about small-scale magnets. I want to talk about a magnet you can hold in your hands. and Yeah. Which, by the way, the refrigerator magnet. How far back do you think the refrigerator
1: magnet goes? I've got to think because the refrigerator is fairly new. The mm-hmm. modern refrigerator really doesn't come to us until the early 20th century. Yeah. Placing the icebox. I'm going to guess... That the refrigerator magnet feels like something that would be a thing in the fifties. Feels like that would be a birthplace for it. That is not terribly far off. Oh. It
0: was uh yeah. It was roughly in
1: I'm gonna put a magnet on that phone. Don't put
0: a magnet on my phone. I'm I, I, a magnet I just phone. I wanna try and find put a magnet on it. If you like it, then you should have put a magnet on it. Whoop woof whoop 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 whoop. So you're very close. And there are actually Mm -hmm. two people that claim the fridge magnet as their invention. In the late 1960s, Edison and Tesla, Tesla, they electrocuted an elephant with some magnets. Right. Now, in the late 1960s, a man named Sam Hardcastle figured out a way to – because prior to this, the magnets that were used to just stick to a metal wall – were the letters that little kids would have learn when you're learning how to spell, right? You know, the big, colorful letters with a tiny magnet on the back.
1: If the other person's name isn't McCormick, I'm quitting. It's Hardcastle and McCormick
0: (laughs) invented, yeah. They invented the magnet as well as a really fun television
1: program. Right? Yeah. See, they got over it.
0: Sam Hardcastle invented where the whole thing is a magnet, the whole piece of metal. Is a magnet and it was the shapes of the 50 states. Those were the first fridge magnets okay. that he invented. Then another, uh, man named, uh, Zimmerman in the 1970s Made figured a out a way to mold physical, larger physical objects that aren't specifically flat into magnets mm-hmm. that would also go on your fridge. And then it also fruit from there. A lot more fruit there. A lot of fruit on a lot of, a lot fruit, of fruit, a lot magnets. of fake fruit, a lot of, uh, I had the, uh, the, The Mickey
1: waffle as one of my magnets. I had, uh, I had a lot of the Disney ones. Are you a magnet guy? We have some magnets. We have a little, we had, I don't know if we have it anymore. We had one that was like a little thermometer, told you the temperature when you may not remember this. When we, when Jennifer and I sent out our save the dates, it came with Mm. a small rectangular. Uh, like flimsy magnet like a thin yeah. magnet you could just stick onto your fridge so you wouldn't forget that a lot of people still have which is great we still have i have yeah, save the, the date, date magnets one. on my fridge right now yeah so so with that i have my favorites are the measurements like measurement charts useful so like a cup is equal to this yeah. yeah and they're in the shape of different um measurement tools it's so really smart I love having that i love a fridge magnet sure I probably have 50 of
0: them on my fridge right now.
1: Yeah. It's a way to express yourself and also put things it, – it works to attach things, which which is sticky. Well, has. here's the thing. Uh-huh.
0: It – some of these fridge magnets are not really designed for that purpose. You know what I mean? Like right. some of these fridge magnets, they are fridge magnets that are not designed to hold – they will not hold up a single piece of paper. Like what? Which one won't? I have so like those little flimsy ones, like the save the date ones. Ours holds things up. I guess we have a really good one. Maybe I'm going overzealous uh-huh. with what I'm trying to hold up with my fridge magnets, but I have a with lot of
1: the phone book.
0: Yeah, I've got a phone book up there. No, I guess it's that um that I, I I have a lot of fridge magnets that are not much thicker than a sticker. You know what I mean?
1: I have this I have this copy of Ulysses that I'm trying to stick on my fridge, and I have yeah. one pineapple. Yeah, look with a one-inch magnet. Kenji Lopez Alt's uh, book on
0: cooking is not going to keep itself open. Need a couple of fridge magnets to make that happen. Though I do have one fridge magnet that is the greatest. It is a Dollywood magnet, and it is a super strong magnet and a clip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are oh great. man, that's good. Great. That might be. That may as well be, you know, hanging on a wall with
1: a drywall anchor. That thing I yeah. can hang anything from that. That won't move any – yeah, that's yeah. – that you can't – that can't be near a pacemaker.
0: Yeah. But like some of the things that just have don't. a teeny little dot of a magnet, No nah, man, those those are only designed to hold themselves onto your fridge. You're not going to slide something yeah. underneath that and keep it up there.
1: And we have clips like chip clips that are attached mm-hmm. to little magnets like that. And so you have that – you know, we have like a wide chip clip. We have the smaller clips. Those sit in a drawer. But mm-hmm. then these, they're up on the fridge. So – When they're not in use, they're right there. I know where they are when I need them next time. So it's more – the magnet is – it's serving two purposes there, right? There's the one that's just keeping the thing up, and then there's another that you can use to keep other things up, like a clip, like like our save the date, not other people's crappy ones. Yeah, Your
0: delightful save the date that is currently holding a copy of Ulysses up on my fridge. See?
1: See how good it is? Yeah. It's not going to tear at all. It's going to I'd hold say this. I'd part. rather
0: read your save the date than Ulysses. It is much more clear and concise and tells me a much cleaner story
1: and cuter. It's, it's much cuter. cuter. Oh my God. It's cuter. The drawbacks of them and magnets are also great for holding bags together and stuff. Mm-hmm. I will say this. When I was a kid, uh, the first movie I saw in a theater was the Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. And I loved Han and Luke, you know, the blasters. They have the DL 44s. And I wanted one. I wanted a Gatekeeper. toy one, including the one that is, I wanted one just like like that one up there on the shelf. Listener, that is, he what is I wanted, pointing to
0: a to Han Solo one. blaster that is sitting up on his shoulder. Yes, from
1: 1983. Uh, on his shoulder, on
0: his shelf. If you had it just sitting on your shoulder like it was a parrot. I have that, and then I have a
1: Stormtrooper blaster on the other shoulder yeah. telling me to do bad things. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's the E-11, by the way. Thank you. I do remember that one, too. I really wanted one of my moms like, no, you're too young. I was like three years old at the time. So we would go to my grandmother's place a lot. And she had a magnet that was like a red. It almost looked like the classic version of a magnet where it's a U-shape. Except Mm -hmm. there was a bar at the narrow end that would normally be open. And that's where the magnet was. It was a good, strong magnet. And I would put a spoon on that magnet. And that would be my blaster.
0: That's pretty awesome. It was great. I loved it. Yeah. It made me so happy. That's – here is – and I wanted to – we can now start, I think, getting into some of where these Venn diagrams might cross over. Sure. Or or maybe not where the Venn diagrams cross over, where we can actually start to make some comparisons. Sure. And I think that a childhood relationship with each of these things is a fun place to start. Because Mm -hmm. as a kid, I found myself with a relationship that I had with Stickers. And a relationship that I had with magnets. And I right. don't know what your relationship was with them. If it was at all similar to mine. For me, it was, I loved the variety that I had in stickers. Magnet wise, it was novelty magnets on the fridge, which I love, which I have a million of now. And I enjoyed them, but I liked it. There was stickers. There was a sticker for everything. Um, I had all of my garbage pail kids, but I also had others, multiple other kinds of stickers on things, promotional stickers for movies that I liked and cartoons that I loved. But also as a kid, magnets were magic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, I would love those science books that would say like, here's fun with magnets. Here's crazy stuff you can do with a magnet. Here's Wooly Willie. Uh, the guy whose yes. face you can uh, you know, you move the pen around and it moves the magnetic filament yeah. hair all over the magnets were the edge of sketch is magnets. Magnets, magnets were little.
1: magic to me. Yes, I think that's it. Stickers became like art. Uh, the reason I turned around when you were talking just then is as I have somewhere a composition book from when I was in either kindergarten or first grade probably kindergarten because we were learning the alphabet at the time and i put stickers all over it and there's stickers in it because we're learning each each letter what i had was a set of stickers where each letter uh was something from star wars there was like a little star wars image oh cool like the letter v the little letter w and so forth and so on a vader a watto yeah there was no watto this is 1980 or 81 oh we were we were clear that maybe 82 But that was like, it was cool to have them. It's cool to place them. You feel like you're sort of decorating and designing your own little world. It's a
0: way to be, it's a way to show individualism as a kid, even if you can't draw. These are my, this is my sticker collection.
1: I remember the idea of stickers more than I remember individual stickers. Like I remember the very good job. Mm -hmm. You're a grape kid. I remember the puffier yeah. stickers too, although I can't remember what they were of. I have a stronger memory. Obviously, I have the one of you the blaster, but I also remember just having like those softer magnets that were sort of rubbery on mm-hmm. one side and throwing them at the fridge and watching them stick. Like that was yeah. magical to me. Yeah,
0: well, they were like the little tiny magnets that you could make little sculptures out of. That were yes. you know either ones that looked like little uh, hematite rocks or mm-hmm. there were the flat diamonds the little diamond. Mm-hmm. Di- I loved the little diamond
1: ones. Yeah, those are great, but there is also a danger with magnets. Yeah, of don't get them near the TV. Don't, don't put get them, them near, near your near credit a, cards, a computer. They'll ruin mommy and daddy's credit cards. They'll, yeah, you know that there is a danger inherent to magnets. Don't be careful to rip your fillings out. Yeah, that might have been something I was afraid of. I'm sure I was afraid of that at some point as a kid. If, be, if like, you wait, were looking you looking at a eat,
0: magnet? Were you eating really strong magnets that were just yanking fillings right out of your teeth?
1: Yeah. Wow. Well, they never yanked them out, but I wanted to see if they would. And also, did you or did you not, Mark Gagliardi as a child, no middle name, as a child, try to take two magnets of the same polarity and force them together? Yeah. Just to see if you could. That was to see if you could
0: do it. And you couldn't. That was a magical thing. It was like, hey, touch this end of this piece of metal to this end of this piece of metal. It was like, that seems easy. What? Yep. Man, a kid who had a really, really strong magnet in his toy collection was cooler than even the kid who had ninja stars. <laughs> because you were able to go over to the first kid's house. Yeah, exactly. The second kid, my mom was like, you are not going over to that kid's house. That yeah. kid has a bayonet under his bed.
1: <laughs> and I've never met his parents.
0: Yeah. Why have I never met his parents? And why does he own a World War I bayonet? You're not going over there. Now, your magnet friend. That kid was his place.
1: Pippo Longstocking. <laughs> Just lived alone with a horse, super yeah. strong, eight nails.
0: I liked it. Pippi and Pippo is the, uh, the masculine form of that.
1: Yeah. That's what you went with was Pippo, Pippo. Longstocking. Oh man. I love the Swedish Pippi Longstocking from like 77. Mm-hmm. That we had that on VHS when I was a kid and it's all overdubbed. Oh, 69. Thank you, Ken. It was 69. It's so good because People come in they're like, oh, pee It's like Jim Dale. The doing. Jim Dale. Do- <laughs> it's very similar. Oh, pee What are you doing here? Oh. It's so you good. You are it's so like mean lemonade to Jim Dale, who is a brilliant narrator. He's a brilliant and a brilliant actor as well. But yeah. look, those audiobooks got me through a cross-country drive by myself yeah. in the year 2000. Love the
0: them. the year 2000. Sorry, I just flashed back to vintage Conan. Yeah, put that flashlight into your chin. You know, it's, I love stickers. I love stickers. But I'm wondering too. if the magic of magnets, if there's so much more, like, anything that a sticker can do, no, that's not necessarily true. Because if it's not metal, forget it. A magnet Correct. can't stick to it. Uh Not all, ma- like, they have magnetic bumper stickers now. But if you got a fiberglass car, it's not going to stick.
1: No, but if you have a magnet, a piece of string, you can find your way around. You can find true north. That's huge. Like a magnet is a teaching tool in a way that a sticker can never be. You can use stickers to communicate learning concepts. Sure. Little
0: gold stars are stickers and little gold stars. Man, I wanted those
1: educational information on a sticker and make them educational and fun at the same time. You absolutely can do that. You can give people stickers of the solar system. You can put the name of your improv
0: group. On a sticker and you can slap
1: it up in the bathroom of that punk club. Yeah. You could be doing a show in college called the paper bag opera and you could take paper bag opera stickers and put them all over the place. And who cares if they thought it was too avant-garde and people would leave. That was what you wanted. And you would spend a lot of time in a giant paper bag just wandering among the audience as they were getting ready to go in and never talking to them. And then everybody giving birth to paper bags. In the black box theater at Syracuse University. Maybe that happens, but people don't come see that show unless you put a bunch of stickers up everywhere. Andre the Giant has a posse, Mark. The only way you're going to know that is if you see the stickers. (laughs) I'm still stuck on this paper bag opera. Uh Uh-huh. Do you have a video of that?
0: I don't know if a video exists of it. I hope. I would love to see a video of that. Did I tell you the sticker that I picked up when I was just at Comic-Con? I was very excited to see this. This artist, I walked past his table and I'm going to hold on. I'm going to find out. So I'm at Comic-Con. The artist's name is Jesse JFR. Shout out to Jesse JFR or is at Jesse JFR on all the social stuff. Uh, Brilliant artist. And I saw this one on the table. It caught my eye. I don't know if he is a fan of the show or not, but that is clearly a Croach the Tracker sticker. Did you confirm that it was Croach the Tracker? No, I didn't. I just bought it. I was like, I want that sticker. And then I should have been like, I should have asked if that was Croach the Tracker or not. Probably probably could have gotten it for free. I know. But I was very excited that he had that sticker, so I got it from him. But uh getting back to the question at hand. Yes. Stickers are great. Yeah. I think it is tough to deny the importance not only of the fridge magnet, we didn't even mention magnetic poetry that got me yes. through so many awkward small talk conversations at college parties. Just yep. go to the fridge, grab your beer, go to the fridge and let's make poems. Yep. There's something magical going back to childhood. There's something magical about a magnet.
1: There is. And I think where it really holds the edge over a sticker is that you can pick up and move the magnet very easily. Yeah, to make a new piece of art. Yeah, to make a new. The beauty of magnetic poetry, right, is you create a poem, yeah. and then you can change it instantly to another. You can poem attach later. a
0: sticker once, maybe yeah. twice. Yes, and the second time it's gonna have the sticking power of your garbage label maker. Exactly. Oh, that label
1: maker. rotten he double
0: that. hockey sticks. You wow. Type that in. What would happen if you typed that into the label maker and then affixed that label to the label maker? Would you create a time loop? Only for like 30 seconds.
1: Then the sticker would fall off and all would be restored. That's normal. fair. That's fair. Ah. Uh, well, do we have our answer? I think we do. I think it's the magnet. I think it's the magnet too. Yeah. People, of the world, whether we're talking about sticking things on a fridge or sticking things to other things or the importance of the object to earth science. And how we understand the way our planet works. The magnet has the edge. Stickers are great. They've yeah. done a great job all of these years. They're very, very good. They're very good. I love wacky packs. I'm bananas
0: for stickers. <laughs> you got another one? Mm. Are they the apple of your eye? They are the apple of my eye. There you go. Can Eat we just keen. move on? <laughs> sure. <laughs> If that was one of the stickers that they had, can we just move on? If you did (laughs) just do a great job on a project, can we try harder next time?
1: (laughs) You almost tried. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Magnets win. Magnets are better than stickers. Sorry, stickers. You have your place. You can still exist. Yeah.
0: Asked and answered. Well, this has been delightful. Where? Who got
1: this topic? Who do we need to thank for this? Your fridge? My fridge. Thank you, Frigidaire, for the topic. And that whiteboard that's on your fridge, how is it attached? Magnet. There it is. The well answer is in the question. Wow.
0: Right? That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Boy, that's like, uh, that's like the end of Saw. It was there the whole time. Spoilers. <laughs> the Saw was? This topic is closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets, or
1: you can email us at WeGotThisPodcast at gmail.com or come over to the Facebook group, why don't you? That's where it's all going down. Facebook.com slash groups slash podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume. Don't forget to go to Patreon.com slash Ken Plume to support him and all the wonderful things he's doing outside of this show. Thank you to researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for
0: our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world without whom hal and i would be those two metal parts of the magnet just pushing away from each other and never quite connecting but thanks to you we flipped one of those magnets around and we've been stuck now for over 400 episodes
1: no end in sight
0: (laughs) thank you thank you thank you for hal loveland i'm mark agliardi
1: mark agliardi i'm hal loveland and don't worry everybody we got this we got this